You are now listening to Real Dope Radio. The content discussed on this show is an opinion of Tim Jackson and his guests, and it should not be used as a primary source to make decisions in your personal life. Always consult a professional before making decisions related to the subject matter discussed on this show. GMB. I swear. H time in here. Don Keith Thug Boss. Here we go. It take money to make some money, this money make me a boss Independent, I'm winning, a hustler ain't never Oh, I'm feeling real dope right now. It's your man, Tim Jackson, the host of Real Dope Radio. And please do your boy a favor and follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson. Now, listen, we got a dope topic today. Fall back in love. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Tim, you finna give out some relationship advice? Yeah, I'm going to give some relationship advice out for yourself. All right. Because the most important relationship that you can have on this earth is the one that you have with yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, if you don't have respect for yourself, if you don't value yourself, then you're not going to be able to to love, value and respect others. Okay, so many people try to be selfless and you feel like being selfless. The alternative to it is to be selfish. But that's not necessarily the case. You see, we've been taught for so long that being selfish is a bad thing. And to a certain extent, it can be if you're 100 percent self-absorbed. But there is a degree, there's a level, there's a certain amount of selfishness that one should have. That's right. You got to take care of yourself. And many of us find ourselves in, you know, in a funk and depression Uh, feeling some kind of way about others around us because we haven't put enough back into ourselves yet. We pour out a lot, but we're not really filling that jug back up. So I want to talk to you guys about falling in love, falling back in love with yourself and figuring out who you are and what you need and what you need to do in order to get from where you are to where you need to be. Because I tell you what, right now you're just you're just kind of chilling. You're treading water. You're not really making progress. And much of that has to do with the way that you look at value or approach yourself. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it today. I'm going to give you some examples of how I had to do it in my own life because I'll never tell you to do something that I haven't done myself. But let's hear a brief word from our sponsors. And I'm going to get this show started. Looking to support a nonprofit that is making moves? Real Youth Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that provides support to young men across the United States, teaching them to be better scholars, better leaders, and productive members of their community. Through service, scholarship, and engagement, we address the systemic issues that often plague low-income communities while providing solutions rooted in economics and accountability. Visit our website, www.realyouthmentoring.org, to learn how you can join and learn ways that you can provide support. The change we need is here, and the change we need is now. Become a member and a supporter today. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it going. Let's talk about today's topic, falling back in love. Yes, with yourself, that is. Falling back in love. Listen, you guys, I'm not here to give anybody any relationship advice. I know that's what you probably thought when you saw the topic, but no, 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 no. I'm not talking about love and the birds and the bees and shit like that. I'm talking about falling back in love with yourself because many of us are so depleted. Many of us are so defeated. Many of us can't figure out for the life of us why we just can't get right. 
you know there's there's so many people that we see uh living their best life if you will and y'all know how i feel about that you know how i feel about that fake shit on social media but sometimes you all we do feel a little bit depleted and like less of ourselves and we can't figure that out and when you get into adulthood many of you all have gotten married you have kids uh you have a job that's demanding there's so many things that are pulling you from left and right and you find yourselves going through the motions and not really understanding why you don't have any motivation anymore why you don't really feel like there's any desire there right so what we tend to do is we tend to search beyond the problem right we'll go out and buy a new car we'll buy a new house or we'll apply for another job and get another job or we'll start a business or we'll take on a venture or we'll go for you know we'll start working out or start riding bikes or whatever the hell it is that we do but then we often find ourselves back to square one not understanding why it is that we feel the way we feel and not really knowing how to get to the root cause of the problem. And many times and oftentimes, the issue is that you fell out of love with yourself. You've stopped valuing yourself. You stop valuing the person that you are, the person that you became. You stop pursuing the things that made you feel important or gratified. And and there's many factors that cause you to do that. I know growing up here uh, in Dallas, Texas, Pleasant Grove to be exact. I always tell you guys, I grew up in church. All right. People used to always tell me, Tim, you're going to be a preacher. And I'd say, shit, I ain't going to be no preacher. I might be a minister. I can minister to people and get them to do right from wrong, but not from a biblical standpoint. Shout out to all my preachers that's listening. I'm not crabbing on the craft. I'm just saying that that wasn't ever going to be my calling. I knew I'd be a speaker, though. But let me get back to the point. I went to church a lot growing up and I used to be up in church all day. You know, I was we went to a small church. So literally I was the president of every youth organization within the church. Hell, it was only four of us. right? So we would rotate it. But what we learned or what I learned, I don't want to speak for anybody else while being in those situations as a child was that the worst possible thing that you could be was selfish, self-absorbed. In fact, you know, I believe in the Bible somewhere it talks about not being a lover of yourself. And, you know, I would grow up or I grew up thinking that that was selfish. I watched my mother uh, always helping people and always doing stuff for people. And in my opinion, she was doing a little bit too much sometimes. You know, I felt like people would take advantage of her. But in her mind, you know, she's going to get her gifts in heaven. Right. And so my thing was, you know, you got to take care of yourself sometimes, you know. Uh, but but it was never really taught to us to do that. In fact, I was taught growing up as a child that if you were selfish, that you would go to hell for that. All right. Now, I'm just talking to you guys. We're having a real conversation. I'm not beating up anyone's religious beliefs. I'm not, you know, knocking anything. I promise you I'm not. I'm going somewhere with this um, many times. Well, for me, at least I was taught that being able to love myself would be uh, it would cause me to be absent from being able to to love the God that I worship. Right. And so guilt was often used uh, to perpetuate a narrative that I couldn't take care of myself or give things to myself to make myself uh, feel gratified, to make myself feel fulfilled, if you will. That fulfillment always came 
or only came through the satisfaction of being able to help someone else. And that's probably why I am the way I am now, partly, you know, being a, t a person that wants to help people. But, oh, ho, ho, lo and behold, man, I took this uh, in, when I was in corporate. I got a job as a corporate trainer. And, you know, one day I was flying and it hit me. Right. I was listening to, you know, the, the pre-flight instructions that anybody who flies a lot or anyone who listens to me enough knows exactly what I'm about to say. You know, when they're doing the pre-flight instructions, whether it's a person standing in the middle of the aisle doing the whole little presentation, which I know how to do, <laughs> uh, you know, by heart. I've flown so many freaking times. But they always get to a part in a presentation when they talk about the mask dropping. And what do they say, you all? For, uh, in the event of loss of cabin pressure, secure your mask before attempting to help others secure theirs. You may not see the bag inflate, but that does not mean that oxygen is not flowing in the bag. And, you know, I've heard this over and over. I've heard this speech shit at least 200 300 times as i was flying so much but one day it hit me do not secure other masks before securing your own i had to literally sit back and say why did they tell me that and common sense will tell you that if you're in a situation where there's a loss of cabin pressure and you hop your big dumb ass up and start trying to help everybody else put their mask on eventually you're going to run out of air and be depleted and you're going to suffocate yourself <laughs> because you don't have any oxygen so you're helping all these people put their mask on without any oxygen you're eventually going to drop and not have any air and what if the people that you know once you drop down what if people say hey, hey i'm not a I'm not a doctor. I don't know, you know, CPR. We, you know, we have loss of cabin pressure. You think they're going to unbuckle their seatbelt to help you? Absolutely not. So while you think you're doing people a favor by overextending yourself to make sure that other people are secure, you're actually killing yourself slowly. You see, there's trained professionals on the plane to help people put their mask on. That ain't your job. Now, I get if you're sitting next to somebody and you have kids and even in the safety briefing, it does say you secure your mask and then assist those around you, particularly the kids. But that ain't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that so many people feel the need to secure the mask of other people using that as an analogy in the real world that looks like you trying to be everyone's everything and in the process no one's being your anything you're being depleted you're pouring into the cups but nobody's ever refilling the pitcher and what happens is when you're all out of liquid or fluid or energy or whatever it is that you're dispensing no one's there to help you uh, get uh, rejuvenated or fulfilled and then you start feeling like people aren't appreciating you. Then you start feeling like there's no reason to help people that, I, you know, I might as well just stop because people don't really give a shit. Right. They don't take advantage of the things that I'm doing. I've been there. I got my hand up. Y'all can't see me. But my hand is waving in the air right now like it just don't care. Right. And so then you start feeling some type of way. Then you start seeing yourself backing up and withdrawing from certain situations because in your mind, hell, people don't appreciate me anyway and all the while you you you're spinning your wheels feeling like people don't appreciate you feeling uh unimportant and then instead of pouring into yourself you'll go out there and try to 
uh, replace that energy with something that isn't going to be beneficial to you because it doesn't fulfill you or your purpose when all you really need to do is to look inward and to start pouring inward. You need to start finding out what it is you like, what it is you like to do. Who are you? Who am I, should I say, if I'm speaking to myself? And what truly makes me happy? Or more importantly, what truly makes me content? You see, happiness is a circumstance. Happiness is derived from the word happenstance, which stance means a situation that will eventually dissolve. But if you focus on contentment, contentment is going to last you throughout all the four seasons. And what happens is we fall out of love with ourselves and we fall out of love with certain situations because we're not pouring anything into those situations or pouring anything into ourselves to to uh, to pretty much, you know, keep us full. We're allowing ourselves to, to be empty. We're allowing people to take away from us. And then we feel some kind of way after we've allowed this with no expectations from those situations are those people. And that's not a them issue. That's a you issue. Yeah, that's a you problem and you can fix it. Now, listen, I know I made the analogy and talked about how growing up in church, you know, I went to church all the time and was made to feel guilty about, you know, uh, not wanting to pour into myself because, you know, that would be selfish. But I'm going to I'm going to take it to another level because sometimes we just don't know how to pour into ourselves. Some people just don't know what that looks like. And, and they, they feel like it's going to be selfish to, you know, I can't do that, Tim. That's just so wrong. That's not something that I could see myself getting away with and feeling good. And my question is always, well, why? Why is it so hard for one to take care of themselves when they need to take care of themselves? Why is it so hard for a person to see that if they don't pour into themselves, that they're going to eventually hate themselves, right? And, and this is one of those subjects that are taboo. But if you haven't really picked up on my shows recently, I'm kind of crossing the line on some shit because you know what? Some things just have to be said. And I'm not going to tiptoe or tap dance around certain things. Self-care is the best care. Self-love is the best love. You're not putting off your belief systems or or casting people to the side simply because you're pouring into yourself. If you look at it from the standpoint of a vehicle, even a vehicle needs to be gassed up. You know, it could be the best vehicle in the world. But if there's no gas in it, this shit ain't going nowhere. And essentially, self-care would be the gasoline. Self-care is the maintenance. Why is it that we can perform maintenance on everything but ourselves? And why is it that we are allowed or we allow people to make us feel guilty simply because we don't want to subscribe to the notion of being everyone's everything all the time? You know, I, I used to be that dude and I used to criticize the fun thing about it is I would criticize my mother, you know, coming up as a kid, I always criticized her and told her that people were using her. And, you know, she puts a lot of time into other families and other people and don't need be fooling with us, which, you know, wasn't necessarily the truth. Uh, she just had a big heart and helped a lot of people. But as I got older, I became that same person. Right. I mean, hell, I'm still that person to a certain extent. I operate a, a nonprofit organization that's geared towards teaching young boys how to be better young men. I'm always giving advice on social media about how you can become a better real estate professional or, you know, you can implement certain things in your life. I'm always willing to give my time 
Uh, now so mainly the people who are willing to give their time. You know, I'm not pouring into dead situations, but that in itself is a part of my self-care. But, you know, I've always been the guy who's willing to help people out. Right. But I also was the dude who felt like people didn't appreciate the shit I was doing for him. I tell story after story after story of friends and family members calling me and asking me for specific advice about purchasing real estate or improving their credit or, you know, whatever it was that I was doing at the time to make money and then taking said advice and going to apply it with someone else and getting them paid for the shit that I taught them how to do countlessly over and over and over. And that used to bother me, you guys, because my thing is I'm a really loyal dude. I will give you more than what you ask for. And I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that in return. I, I like for that. I'd like for you to reciprocate that. So I would feel some kind of way when it wasn't reciprocated. But a part of my self-care was that I had to learn how to set boundaries. And that's what we're going to segue into right now. You have to learn how to set boundaries. OK, if you're not setting any boundaries out there, then you will always find yourself uh, feeling like you're being violated when it comes to your time, effort and energy. And when I learned to set boundaries as my primary focus of self-care, I started to feel less stress. And listen, I set those boundaries with everyone, not just with a few people, with everyone. And I mean, starting from the top down, my wife, my child, my family members, my mother, sisters, everyone caught these boundaries right and for some it was really simple hey i'll call you back tomorrow or you know if you reach out to me and i don't respond i'll get back to you for others it was having to cuss their ass out and let them know that i'm just not going to accept or you know allow things to fly anymore and for some it was literally just ignoring them to the point to where they eventually just went away right those were the boundaries that i personally had to set in my life to ensure that I wasn't feeling depleted all the time. Because here's the thing, when you don't set those types of boundaries, then you find yourself feeling some kind of way. And you shouldn't feel some kind of way for taking care of yourself. You gotta fall back in love with yourself. Listen, you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. So you gotta, gotta set those boundaries and let people know, let them clearly know what it is that you're willing to do and that you're unwilling to do. And I'm going to segue into my next topic. Your yeses need to be yeses and your noes need to be damn noes. You know, <sighs> something that I've always struggled with and I don't have a problem with admitting this is that, you know, I've, I'm a people pleaser. You know, I'm an asshole, but I, I like to please people. I like for people to feel good about themselves, you know. I've always felt like I was the person that could bring joy to people's lives and bring out the best in them. And, and that's a gift of mine that I have. But in the process of being that guy, I, I've, I've always kind of told the line, if you will, with letting people get away with shit they shouldn't be getting away with. Right now, I don't let people disrespect me, but, you know, I've always been the type of person who offers a little bit of a, of a variance, if you will, or you know, some leeway to people too often. And I'm not going to lie, man, uh, 2021, Tim, ain't that dude anymore. I, I think people know exactly where I stand and where they stand in situations. I, I had someone I was talking to the other day, 
And I'm not going to lie, this person is just, uh, what's the word for it? Annoying as fuck. All right? That's the word for it, okay? Every time I talk to this person, the sky is always falling. It's always some shit, okay? I don't think I've ever talked to this person and they were having a good day. To the point to where I, I had to tell this person, uh, well, at one point in the game, I just wasn't answering the phone. I was like, ah, just text me. Because I know... You know, this person needs to have conversation and needs to have dialogue. And this person respects me a lot. Uh, so I tried to be available, but I found myself always being in a bad mood or feeling uh, just out of whack every time I would talk to this person or deal with this person. So, you know, I just got to the point where I finally just started ignoring the person, you know, and some might say that was a little passive aggressive, but. You know, I, you know, sending them a voicemail. I, I just don't feel like talking to you right now, right? And, and so they, they, hey man, give me a call when you get a chance. And my response would be, when I get a chance, right? And so then I finally got this person on the phone, and we were talking about something, and conversation came up, and and I guess they were upset about something that I said or did that was, you know, was totally, you know, by mistake. And I finally just said, well, what the fuck you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna what, what you gonna do? And and it and it kind of they stood still in that moment. Like, what you mean? You, what do you think I mean? What are you gonna do? I'm sick and tired of your ass, always complaining about shit that don't have nothing to do with nothing. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna shut the hell up. Is what you're gonna do, and and you're gonna move on from it. And that's it. That's your alternative. And if you don't feel like you need to move on, if you feel some kind of way, you're feeling froggy. Damn it, leap. Right. <laughs> and, and and I guess <laughs> the person was like, damn, man, I ain't never you've never said nothing like that to me. I said, I'm getting tired of your shit, man. Like, get out your own way. Like, it's, it's accountability time. Right. And I'm not going to be feeling like I need to avoid you. I'm not going to be feeling like I need to tiptoe around you. Like, this is what it is. All right. If this ain't what you want. Move on. And uh, <laughs> and that was the end of it. That was literally the end of the conversation. You know, I guess. You know, the point that I'm making is here is when you draw a line in the sand, people won't cross it. And when they do cross it, they cross it knowing what to expect. You understand what I'm saying? And so often we don't draw that line in the sand. And then you be sitting up mad at people and pissed off at people. And they don't even be thinking about your ass. Self-care, self-love, fall back in love with yourself set those boundaries so people know exactly what it is you don't have to cuss them out if that's not your thing you don't have to be rude to them if it's not your thing i got a friend of mine man she's probably the nicest person in the world but you know exactly what she's going to tolerate and what she's not going to tolerate from the first conversation and if you say something to this this young lady she's gonna be like no no that i'm not gonna do that no no we're not gonna do that we're going to do this right here, okay? And if you don't like it, then then you need to go a different direction. And it's that simple. No love, lost, no harm, no foul. And this person lives the most peaceful life because they draw the line in the sand and let people know what it is. And you've got to get comfortable with doing that. See, I've gotten comfortable with doing that. I've gotten comfortable. I've always been the type of person that doesn't have a problem with telling people how I feel. But a lot of times I show deference and I, I let that deference build up to the point to where it eventually erupts. And that's a toxic trait. That was a toxic trait of mine. 
I'll be walking around feeling some kind of way because here I am continuously showing people deference and they're continuously doing shit to kind of, you know, step over the line. Right. But now, not so much. No, no, no. This is what it's going to be. I talked to somebody today and they were talking about the home buying process and what they thought it was. And I just cut them off mid sentence and say, hey, I'm going to stop you right there, player. That's not how it works. Okay. This is how it works because this is how the market looks. This is what the market is doing. The information that you're spewing right now is false information. It's misinformation. And if you attempt to apply it right now in this market, you're going to be assed out. Okay. And that was how the conversation ended. All right. And the person's like, wow, thank you for telling me that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And there was a, a level of respect gained in that conversation because the average real estate agent uh, wouldn't say what I said today. They'd just be trying to get a person to sign up so they can go out there and show them a thousand houses and then lose a client. I tell them up front if I so choose to work with them, which in this case, I'm going to refer the business out. But I tell them up front, this is what you're going to get. This is what you need to expect. If this isn't what you're going to expect, and if you don't feel like this is possible, then you need to find someone else. And that's it. You have to set boundaries. How can you set boundaries in your life? You need to start asking those questions. Where in your life can you start today saying, we're not going to do this no more? This is what it's going to be. And if you can't accept that, then we need to find a way to either make it work or we need to part ways. <laughs> That's it. Now you can take that how you want to take that. You can apply that to your business. You can apply that to your relationships, whether it be romantic relationships or friendships. But you need to let people know how you feel because you're going to be sitting around feeling some kind of way. And people ain't going to even be losing no sleep thinking about your ass. Self-care self-love fall back in love with the person that you are and the person that you need to be last but not least stand on that shit man don't be the cat in the car by yourself driving down the street cussing and talking bad to people when it's just you in the car and then i would have said no 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 stand on that shit if you tell somebody how you feel stand on that shit don't backtrack don't apologize stand on it when people know that you about what you about, they won't try you. They won't play you. They won't attempt to get over on you. You see, when people do that, they do that because you allow it. When a person knows that you're serious, they're going to adapt or they're going to move on. And this is something that you need to practice in your everyday life as you begin to love and value yourself more because lukewarm uh, communication and lukewarm you know relationships are not beneficial to anyone they're dangerous specifically to your mental health and to your well-being okay stand on what you believe be firm if you wrong as shit be firm okay because you only learn when you make a mistake and if you're firm on something you're wrong then you can go back and correct that but stand on whatever it is that you're going to do because you don't want to come back later and be like, well, I didn't really mean it. No, no, no. You meant it. I can't tell you how many times I'm going to say a bunch of times. Me and my wife, we get into it from time to time. We have little little disagreements. And when it's all said and done, when the smoke clears, and the dust settles, 
you know, I'll talk to her and I'll tell her, you know, hey, she'll, I'll just tell her straight up, well, listen, I meant what I said. I meant exactly what I said. This is what I said. I meant it. It is what it is, right? But in the process of meaning what I said, I, I don't want you to feel like I don't care about you or I don't love you. This is just what I expect moving forward. And this is what I expected from you. And this is what I need to get from you. Okay. If that isn't something that you're willing to do, then we need to have a deeper conversation. Okay. And she has the same conversations with me and I respect it. I respect it wholeheartedly because I understand that there's sometimes that I do some out of pocket shit and she has to bring it to my attention that no, I meant what I said, Tim, you, you did some out of pocket shit and I meant it and I have to respect it. But when you stand on it and when you're firm, people will get it. People will understand exactly what you mean and people will respond to you accordingly. And moving forward, they will be less likely to cross those lines and do little sucker shit that's going to cause you to feel some kind of way. Guys, that's all I got today. You need to learn how to fall back in love with yourself and remember that vigor remember that energy you had at the beginning of whatever it is that you're doing and, and contemplate and think about what has caused you to step out and feel like you're unappreciated and feel like that people aren't really seeing you for who you are and aren't respecting you it's more than likely because one you've allowed them to deplete you two you haven't set boundaries and three you're not standing on the way that you feel when you start doing those things You'll see some significant changes in your life because I damn sure know that I have. You all, that's all I got for you today. As always, keep it real and let's keep it real dope. Thank you for listening to Real Dope Radio. Please like, subscribe, and share these broadcasts with everyone you know. We got to get the information out there. Visit www.realdopetim.com. Pick up your copy of the book, Real Dope, an in-depth comparison between real estate and the dope game. And as always, follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson now. Let's get it.